Welcome to the Mosh Pit, your home for unsigned punk, rock, and metal artists, where your music goes to be heard. Number 8. Glitchers, Suck It. Number 7. Speak up Daisy, shaken, not stirred. So, Miss Emily, what have you been up to? That's where we're going to start this um, interview. <laughs> actually, uh, I'm going to start writing an album, you know, uh, and I'm really excited about it. It's done. The album's completed. And um, it, it's such an interesting way that we did it. But uh, it should be out. It looks to be on the 23rd of December. And I'm so excited about oh. it. I, I've recorded an EP before with my band Red Iris. And, uh, and that's four songs. It's called RI5. It's really cool. You, you've got some of the songs. And, um, but this was completely different. This is not a Red Iris uh, album in the sense that it's just all of my, my feelings. And uh, it's not all about the death of my husband because it's not, it's not a super sad album. It's just like, you know, when anyone has some kind of loss and or change, like major change in their life, you have to adjust from it. And it, it, you know, to get to the point I am right now to seven years and I'm really good at the moment, but it was such a wonderful way to express. I'm not the only one who has ever lost their love. I'm just not, I I know that. And, and, and in such a horrible way, because cancer is just awful. So if I could find a positive thing in this horrid thing that happened to my family, course i'm going to do it and then i'm going to share that positiveness with the world well, that's very cool not the cancer part but that you're getting through it and sharing and probably connecting with a lot of people who have had that experience actually yeah yeah um i i i, I did that with the, the song moonlight i know that you guys play moonlight from red iris and that mm-hmm. was the first kind of thing where i talked about how it was but you know it's so different because whenever you lose someone, the next day the sun still rises. The next day your kids still go to school. Mm-hmm. The next day life still goes on and you, you're kind of almost numb in the center of like you're looking around like how can life still be going on? Mm-hmm. But it is. And then you just go on, you know. So um, and, and I think, you know, people are stronger than they think that they are. Um, my first single is called Spotlight. excuse me and it is dedicated to um and I don't mean this in any kind of sexist way but it's just dedicated to women around the world Mm -hmm. um all women I'm I'm very inclusive 
because it is hard to be a woman. <laughs> you find a girlfriend, <laughs> you know, she does a lot. She picked out this shirt, you know? So, exactly. <laughs> so um, it's, it's one of the lines in, in the song that I have in Spotlight is, um, you're strong enough to rise where you fall. And you're strong enough to hear us. We will, you know, <clears throat> we call. And, you know, that means like when, you know, things go bad, you can talk to other people about it. A lot of people don't think that you can talk to people about it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, some people are just trying to be kind and not ask you about the tragedy. But I implore you, if you have a friend who has lost someone, even if you feel uncomfortable, they're not going to be mad at you when you say, are you OK? Right. They're, they're just not, you know, or, or um, do you want to talk about it? Because if we don't want to talk about it, we will straight up say, I don't want to talk about it. Yep. Just like that. But what you did is you gave us a moment to where we can come around later and say, okay, like it's been really tough. Mm-hmm. And I think people are afraid because they, they're going to hurt you. Like my mother-in-law told me that, um, cause my husband was her only child that, mm-hmm. you know, it was hard because uh, people wouldn't ask about him. And then it was almost like, well, you're, you're acting like he never existed. They're like, well, we don't want to hurt you. And they're mm-hmm. like, she's like, no, I, I want to talk about all the great times and all the good things and the wonderful things he was. So, um, yeah, that's like my small little uh, message, you know, after school message. That's a good message. You know, um, I went through it when I was like 13. I lost my dad and, yeah. you know, school kids suck. So <laughs> um, they do. It was not an easy process. It sucked and it was hard to cope. But, you know, looking back, I did have those few friends that were like, hey, man, if you ever need to talk, I'm here. I'm not going to like, hey, you got to talk about it now. But, you know, so, yeah, yeah, that's really cool. That's that's really good to have that outlet. Yeah, yeah. My, my kids hit a grief in all kinds of different ways. Um. I, my, my youngest was one and mm. then my middle was almost five then 12. And then my stepson who, after there's a death like this, you don't get to raise these children that you've raised. You, know, you don't have any legal rights to them. So my other stepson was 12 and then my oldest stepson who was 17 mm. and I, I've stayed in their lives, of course, but you know, it is really different than when you yeah. used to pick them up from school every day and then that's gone. Um, and it all hit them in different ways of grief. You know, like my youngest, even though he was 16 months, he, strangely enough, there are things that he remembers, but mostly that they, he remembers being held because my husband held him until, you know, until he couldn't. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my, my, my middle remembers their arguments, which were great because they're like, they were two peas in a pot. <laughs> they argued all the time. You know, the sky is blue. No, it's red. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> And that they have that in common. They both, have, he, he inherited his blue eyes as well. So, and then, but my, my oldest, but it was his stepson. They were very, very close. And um, all the things that they did, they, he can, he can cook, can go shopping and do all these fun things that aren't fun, but he can do them because he used to do them with his dad. And he was, you know, knew he wasn't going to be around. So he did all these really great things with them. And my husband had been in the air force when he was younger so my son went into the navy and dedicated you know his graduation and everything to his dad that's awesome that is awesome number six rum kicks i don't want to die and the way we start. 
I thought it was so funny. And people, but for whatever you say, but my husband had cancer, so of course, I mean, he was sick. So I was outside pumping gas. He'd gone through chemo. That's the only reason he wasn't pumping gas, going, turn it off, turn it off. I was like, I can't turn it off. <laughs> Just let it go. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you played how many gigs this weekend? Uh, I will be playing three gigs this weekend. I played, uh, I filled in for a band called the V Bove. Victims of Virgo or VOV. I just still, I like to call them Vove. And tonight uh, I will be driving an hour and a half hour, 40 minutes out to spring. And I say that because I'm going to hit traffic and that's what makes it that awful. Uh, but I love the place. It's called the Elman, the Magnolia. It's wonderful. Yeah. Elman Magnolia. I love, love that place. I get to sit out and just play, you know, my music and, hits of the day and oldies and goodies and just sit out there and give it my twist. And I love it. I love that place. And then um, I will be at the boardwalk in Kima tomorrow with uh, radio frequency. And the guy that runs radio frequency, the guitarist is also the guitarist for red Iris. So whenever he calls, I'm like, yes, I will be there. It's your bandmate. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to be there. And then I said, yes. And then I looked at the thing. I was like, it's going to be so cold. Oh, yeah, um, um, you know, you're just like, it, because you love people, you're like, oh, like pay it forward, right? I'm going to be freezing, sitting there singing. He's going to be all on his guitar, fine, you know, when you're, because you're in the element when you're in the middle, it's winds blowing on you. Yep. I'm like, I'll have a scarf or something. I don't know. It's just going to, I know it's going to be cold. And there'll be kids running around and uh, uh, at the boardwalk, you know, people without for vacation. And uh, <laughs> it will be something, but um, I enjoy it. And then, you know, Monday, uh, my kids go back to school and I'll be able to rest. <laughs> <laughs> looking forward to Monday. <laughs> I am looking forward to Monday, but I do love my shows and I love the versatility of it. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I have a question for you. Okay. Gig wise in Georgia, if somebody were to come in and play a show, uh, at a bar, in a pub, or a venue, how long is it? It's a good question. Um, how many people are on the bill? Just one. Well, uh, so uh, it, even if it's uh, three people on the bill, uh, how long is it? Or if it's one person on the bill, like how long is it? Most and, of them. And, like, most of them around here shoot for like the forty-five minute mark. And for then, the entire show. Well, what about a pub? A pub. Yeah, what about in a pub? Mm, we don't so if you have one solo artist or one band go into a pub or or a bar, which is a, can also be a venue, uh, and play, like, what's how long do they play? Usually, usually forty five is like the sweet spot, and if it's just one band, they'll usually split them. They'll do like a forty five minute set from you know yeah, one to so one is to it two three hours or four hours, somewhere in there, yeah. Yeah, so it'd be like more like two hours and three hours. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they'll do like a split thing where they'll play yeah. for 45 minutes, take a 40, 30 yeah, to 45 yeah. minute break, and then come back. So, yeah. Woo. So here, normally here, it's about four hours. It's a four hour gig uh, it, it, with band wise. Mm -hmm. And you get like a 10, 15 minute break in between, you know, depending upon. And then uh, when you do solo, it's, I had one last week. It was three hours. The next one was three and a half hours. That one was four. And the reason wow. I say that 
it's interesting because I've been to lots of different other places. Like when I went, I played in, in England mm-hmm. and there's such like an hour and a half to two hours. I'm like, I do this must close. Like, <laughs> yes, it was so wonderful. So I like to ask around, you know, because we live quite quite a distance away. So I like to ask around, you know, how, how people yeah. do certain things, you know. As a solo artist, I like to take less time than most people would because like it's not like it's banned it's not like you're, you're jamming you know the the dj afterwards you know so i mm-hmm. i try to not take more than 15 minutes in between because you no. still want that audience there and if you're the no. solo they're looking at you so yep. I, I really enjoy playing solo but i always like that question i was up in northumberland in a place <laughs> called swarland and uh um in in england and and it was like uh i think i did like an hour and 40 minutes and they were like oh and all they were like oh yeah well you know everything's it, w- it was great you know uh they loved it and i was like that's it yes <laughs> i can do a completely different show every single night you know yeah it was such a cool experience so i was asked i think it's, it's interesting i think i think it's a lot to like the band's discretion on most of the sets um me personally, whenever I book bands, I try to throw them at least an hour, but I've gotten pushback from a few bands where they're like, Dude, we don't have enough music to do two hours. We don't have enough to do an hour and a half. We can might get to an hour. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Cause it, a lot of is them. Is it an original band? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them, they, a lot of my originals, they don't like to play a lot of covers because around here you, you don't get as many, um, venue opportunities gigs yeah for cover bands which is weird because usually it's the other way around but yeah that's that's really interesting that that's actually really cool yeah. um red iris uh, i think we, we maybe played two covers uh, yeah and the rest are just our songs and mm. uh it, it that's fun what what we do here because it is the other way around whenever we play shows here I open, I am not kidding. <laughs> I open for us. So Emily Glazner opens for Red Iris. And they're like, you 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 were just you were just here. Oh, it's a different sound. <laughs> you know. Uh, but I love that. We, we played at this place called No Label. It's an amazing uh, brewery. And I did. I opened the show. I played over an hour, you know, opening the show and everything. And and then we had some other things go on, and then like the whole band came on. That was such a cool experience. They're like, who's the opener? Me. People just look, and then I do it, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and it's one of those things, like, if any other band had that opportunity to have their singer jump off and do a solo thing, and then they get to come on later, like, it really is pretty sweet. Like, when I play with um, Radio Frequency, the cover band of uh, uh, the guitarist from Red Iris, his cover band, uh, he loves it. He's like, yeah, do like three or four songs acoustic for each set. And then we go on. <laughs> you know, because it's like, it's like, if you got that in your pocket, why not use it? So, exactly. Yeah. That's basically two bands for the price of one. Well, yes, that is exactly. Technically. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, awesome. You know, and I, I don't mind doing it. I think it's a cool thing. How many people could say, like, I, I opened for myself. Yeah. You can fit anywhere on the card. Yeah, I open for myself. <laughs> I, 
I, I love I love being acoustic act and opening for rock bands. So that's a lot of fun. You know, I mm-hmm. do that in Houston. This I, I guess it's you know where you were saying it's a it's an original band um, uh, a vibe where you are in 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 Houston. It is it is very much a tribute and mm-hmm. a cover band scene. So you know. Uh, they they often call me and we're like, hey, can you do like an hour, hour fifteen in front of blah blah blah? I'm like, yeah, wow. so easy. I walk out there, get to do the show, watch a little bit of it, get paid, and go home. <laughs> I'm a mom, I, so I I do that, and, and the venues love it because they know then um, I'm not gonna sit around, I'm not gonna drink a whole bunch, blah blah blah. Mm. They're like, oh no, Emily's just gonna get there. My last sound check, and I'm not kidding you, my last sound check at, at the Rockefeller, because I just love them. Sean the, is the uh, um, the sound guy. He gave me, count it, 15 seconds <laughs> to do oh, that wow. one little part that he knew I was going to do, where it was going to peak. That was it. And it was perfect. Because I'd done it so many times. He's like, he's like, da, 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 da. we're fine. I was like, let's go get pizza. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, yeah. awesome. That is awesome. Hey, thank you again for sitting in on this. Oh, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. I I, I like to get a chance to talk about, you know, my music and the things that uh, I think can help other people. And, you know, uh, just music in general is fascinating and fun for me. Definitely. Uh, What are your three goals for I would say for the rest of this year, but it's almost over. So let's go with 2022. What do you have three goals for 2022? No, so I'm working to, to, to put together, um, uh, uh, to go back to England, you know, COVID, uh, uh, um, you know, <laughs> COVID, uh, COVID allowing, I guess you could say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, like I did, and I really enjoyed being in England uh, at the end of August and into September. And uh, I know that I will be back in the summer COVID allowed. Uh, and I may be back with a band. I may be back with a, a, a band put together with my producer, Jorg um, Klein from Germany. And that would be amazing, you know, to be able to play. But um, one of the fun things about Finding Irene, the album, is I could play it with full band. I could break it down and play every bit of it, you know, just acoustic, because that's how I wrote it. Oh, wow. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I'm looking forward to the, the album coming out. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to playing more stages. You know, my goal is to reach out and inspire other people and just, you know, just encourage them and let them know they're not alone. Mm-hmm. My story is not just a, a story that that's rare. You know, it's not a rare story. It's, it's happened to so many people. And just for people to know that, I mean, yeah, other people gone through it because you feel alone you do feel alone mm-hmm. when you're trying to raise children without the person that you thought either if it's going to be a divorce because some some divorces are really horrific and or or if it's an absolute loss or even if it's not your spouse it could be your parent you know my children lost their father it is something that they carry with them yeah. um and that hurt you know it just never goes away you just learn how to, you know, time just sets on top of it. And you just learn how to, um, to carry on and mm-hmm. to deal with it as you, 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 you do know that it is just something that it's always there, but to know that there's other people and this is how they dealt with it and you can do it in a positive way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. 
yeah. Those are those those are my goals. Very cool. Um, what was that other one? Sorry, I just completely had a brain lapse on that one. Um, <laughs> Number five: Darkening skies, jump off the bridge, and live. <laughs> If you could tour with anybody, with anybody, who would you do it with? If I could tour with anyone? Anyone. I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I really like the Black Keys. Mm-hmm. I saw them in concert and I thought they were just fantastic. Uh, I mean, just fantastic band. Um and I, uh, I think Brandy Carlisle is amazing as well. Um, and then I just throw back, like, who wouldn't want to tour with Elton John? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I have a local band here that I really enjoy. I enjoy their music. They're called the band Hennessy. Oh, and yeah. uh, uh, they would be a fun band to, to tour with. They have a great song called There's No Stopping Us that they wrote with uh, Blue October. And I love that. And I, I love coming out and see them. And I love the, the, all their songs are just really fun and amazing. But yeah, just that we, t- you know, talked about maybe the idea of like doing a tour all together, you know, and uh, uh, I was like, <laughs> yeah, sign me up right at the top, you know? So nice. So yeah. that, that would be like, you know, that would be, I, I love that, you know, so that, those would be the ones that I thought 
great. And my taste in music is such a, a wide variety. So nice. You fill out anywhere. I really could, you know, and even if it didn't fit in, I I I, I think my charm and smile would just work it out. Because <laughs> <laughs> what I play every night, I play like rock and I play a little bit of RB and I play country and I play oldies and I do my own thing. And I mean, you have got to be versatile. If you're not versatile, like, I mean, it's just the, the crowd's going to eat you alive. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons I love stand up comedians so much, you know? Like a stand-up comedian walks on stage. There's nobody behind them. There's only the spotlight and the crowd. And then there's no rhythm. There's no music. There's nothing to save them. And they just go, like, when I when I get out on the stage, I want the confidence of a stand-up. And yeah. that sounds crazy, but think about it. I mean, really think about it. They don't mm-hmm. have music to fall back on. They don't have, I mean, when silence is silence, that's it. You can't tinker and, and, and give it some kind of really great, you know, Nope. To, to get rid of the silence there's nothing there so i, I think uh, uh yeah that's one of the other reasons i love to play solo because that's the closest thing i'm ever going to get to that because mm. i I, stand up. I love stand up but i love it for that reason what an amazing uh, uh, uh part of art because mm-hmm. that is hard oh yeah yeah especially when you're trying out those jokes or trying out new material yeah and it's like, <laughs> is this going to land or is this going to flop? Yeah. Yeah. When I was in England, I was fortunate enough to go to, I went to a comedy store. I loved it. I was second row. God, God, I wanted to be first row. Because wouldn't it be great if they would have said something to the girl sitting in the first row. And then you heard that I had the Southern accent and where are you from? Texas. Then that would have been great. You know, that would have been fun. But it, it didn't turn out that way. It was people from university, other things. It, you know, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back and I mean, I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get that first row. So I loved it. That was such a cool place. It was so awesome. I was walking down the steps of the comedy store, and I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm American. You know, <laughs> I've tried not to be super American, but I'm just going ah! on the inside. <laughs> It was amazing. It was amazing. The other thing I would say, if you've never traveled somewhere, go by yourself. Mm-hmm. Most people never hear that, but you get to do anything you want and you don't have to ask anyone unless you like to talk to the person in your head and argue. But besides that, it's really, really wonderful. I, I, I just traveling by myself was the best thing I ever did. And traveling by train, you never travel by train, do that. Always wanted to. It's wonderful. Like uh, I was talking with a friend uh, out of London most recently, and she was saying the farthest gig that she ever had was up to Newcastle. So she was like, it was five hours. I mean, it was 10 hours round trip. And I said, are you kidding me? And she goes, no. And she goes, why? I was like, do you know, on the train, I made it from from King's Cross, you know, all the way up to Newcastle in like less than, three hours if it's a 10 hour round trip god we are going fast on that train <laughs> like you know that's what give me think about it let's use logic let's think about how fast we've been going i was sitting across from a lady while and, and having a conversation with her you know and all of a sudden a train passes and i didn't know what it was because it was so much like whoa she goes that's the other train i was like oh my god and if you're sitting still and that thing passes you you think that life flash 
before your eyes. If you've never, like everybody else, it's fine. They're like, oh yes, crazy American. <laughs> but for me, I was like, oh my God, we, we don't have anything like that. If you ride a train in, in America, normally it's a scenic thing and it goes, what, 30, 40 miles an hour? If this that. sucker's going 80. <laughs> if that, yeah. This sucker is flying. I took the train up to Newcastle. I took the, when I came back to London, then I went over to Swindon, but I like to say Swindon, <clears throat> Swindon to meet with a great family that I knew the past moors. I came back then I went down to Bexhill on the sea because why not? And that was so great. So I went from the tip top of England, you know, oh, I was in Morpeth. I was all the way down up there. Uh, they were like, we're about an hour from Scotland. I was like, let's go. <laughs> let's go that's awesome it would, yeah, but yeah it, it, it was great i enjoyed it I, i've been told i have to go to devon cornwall and uh they want me in in wells uh i was like yeah yeah it's like twist my arm just a little bit <laughs> yeah that then I'll, absolutely i'll go i'm like please please let me go so yeah I'm, I'm very excited those are future plans and the next eight months or so very cool so you've been to England, but you haven't been to Atlanta. I feel hurt. I have been to Atlanta. I was in Atlanta this summer. I stayed at there's a really big sports thing. I'm trying to think of what it's called. I drove. I was in. The, I was in Atlanta. Elton John lives in Atlanta. Come on. I was in Atlanta like part of the year, two days. No, <laughs> it used to be a long time that he spent in Atlanta. No, no, I, um, my, my oldest son is in the Navy, and uh, when he was down on his very first leave this, 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 this year, he bought a vehicle, but he couldn't drive that vehicle just yet, because it was a, you know, the five-speed, it's actually six-speed, and so I was slowly teaching him how to do it, and, but he had to go back, you know, take his plane ride back, he didn't think he was going to buy a car when he came down, so I had to drive it to him, and I drove that, it, I took a day and a half to get there, and a day and a half back. And it was great. So I drove them all the way. Yeah, that's where we stopped. I'm trying to remember what, like it was a CNN, uh, uh, a huge uh, uh, hotel, but it had CNN like sports stuff all, all through it. Yeah. I, I know the one you're talking about and I'm drawing a blank Omni. right now. Um, Omni. Sounds right. Yeah. 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 So I was there. I was there. Nice. Uh, trying to find a place to park was impossible. They were like, it's going to cost you $100 to park because I had somebody driving behind me. And I was like, no, we no. found another parking. There's just yeah. like, no. Yeah. yeah like, that's that's where you get your money. Uh huh. It's like that in Savannah. Savannah, we ended up going on vacation last year and we parked at our hotel. We never moved the car. We never moved the car. We walked everywhere. Just because it was like trying to find a parking spot, trying to pay for a parking spot, mm-hmm. trying to get out of that parking spot to go somewhere else. We can get on the trolley <laughs> or we can. Number four, my latest failure, voices.
So this new album is dropping just in time for Christmas. Yes, it is. Um, other than Spotlight, what is what is your favorite track on the album? What is one that you're really excited to see released? Um, there's there's two, and they're, they're completely different. Uh, one of them is I Lost Her. And um, when I was saying before, you know, about how you deal with grief, um, a few years after my husband passed away, I lost a very good friend. Um, it was very sudden. You know, unfortunately, I actually found out about it on Facebook because she lived in another state. And she was just a really wonderful person. And the reason I knew her was when we were children. I think I was 17 and she was 14. Uh, we were always really big Elton John fans, as I had said before. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had this magazine called East End Lights. And the magazine actually brought us together and put us together as pen pals. And we just became actual friends over a year. So when she was 15, I was 18. I flew out, you know, to have Thanksgiving. No joke, Thanksgiving. We complete strangers, loved them. Uh, the, the Cushmans were just a really wonderful family. And I just, I truly loved her. We didn't always see eye to eye, but you know, that's anybody. Um, yeah. I learned quite a few Yiddish words. You know, I just, I just really adored her and her family. And when she died, I just couldn't mourn. I don't know how, why, I just couldn't. I was still in that very numb uh, state. And I, I, I did mourn in the sense of, oh my, I felt awful and I, I really missed her and I loved her a lot. So I was sitting in my living room and I started to write the chords to I Lost Her. And the way I was writing it, I knew I was thinking of Tracy, but I wrote it almost in the way that you would think of your mother or your grandmother or your sister something you know because to me she was wise beyond her years and obviously there was a reason she was wise beyond her years and uh so yeah i really love that song um i love what the producer jorg did at the very very end there's i'll say the the lines and then he just gives this this beautiful guitar run and i just think every time it just hits me i was like oh he, he caught it he caught that exact emotion i was oh but yeah, I really, I really love that one. I think it may be um, uh, a, a a single pretty soon because that one really is a pretty fantastic song. Very cool. Well, we're excited to hear the whole CD, including those. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and the other one that I just really like is the very first track. Um, I wrote that. <laughs> I just, um, you know, dealing with all the things that I was going through and. I said before, I'm an Elton John fan. I'm a really big Eddie Azar fan. And when Eddie was running the uh, marathons in January, 2021, I have to say that because there's a lot of marathons <laughs> or uh, make humanity great again. I watched every bit of it. People were like, no, you didn't. I'm like, no, I like, I really, I got up, I timed it, you know, got up at like 5.45 to be totally awake by 5.55 to be able to start watching it, watch the six hours. And I thought then the, one of the main reasons is, I mean, what else are you going to get a chance to see anything that amazing? And, yeah. and, you know, the kids and I would get together and they would do chores and, you know, they get their money together and then we would send it off to make humanity great again. And I, 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 I donated myself and all these other things. I thought it was really great. The stories that I heard, you yeah. know, I 
you know, while I was watching this, you know, all the people that were on, a lot of the stories inspired me. And so I, you know, went away and I just wrote a song that didn't have anything to do with the exact people, but it was just the different stories. There were wounded soldiers, there were all kinds of other people. There were people who made it through, um, I think it was a Covent House. There was one lady in particular where she was, she went through, I think in New York, the, I think I'm saying this right, the Covent House. And um, it saved her life in the sense that it gave her a place to be. And then uh, she graduated like top of her class and she, you know, in, in, in college, I think it was like a 3.8 or something like, something amazing, just like, wow. And then, the, but the best part about it, and that's the, that's the reason I call this song The Circle, is because she went back down to New Orleans and, and she works there and she helps people just, just the same way. And that was so inspiring just to see that. So that song, um, it, it takes place where there's a couple in the beginning of the song and it's all fictional, where there's a couple and the woman, like I experienced, you know, I flip-flopped it, she dies. And the last thing she tells her husband and her children is, uh, you got to cross the bridge. You got to run the last mile. You got to wear your smile like it's armor. And those are the things she says, you know, you got to cross that bridge. You got to run the last mile. You got to wear your smile like it's armor, baby. And so they just take that in. And as through the song, that those words hit different people. And it becomes like a circle. So I just really like that because I know where it came from. Such an interesting thing. You know, I just happened to be watching this amazing person raising money while running and all these stories that I got to hear, you know. I love it. So. I love it. Uh, I love stories of inspiration like that and people who are out doing good for other people. Just absolutely awesome. Yeah, that's kind of my favorite <laughs> thing as well. Like, I really love that. I like that. I, I, I just get really excited when you do just a small thing, you know, mm -hmm. like uh, the pay it forward. When, when people buy uh, the people behind them Starbucks, right? Mm -hmm. When you buy somebody behind you Starbucks, you are not buying them Starbucks because they can't afford it. They have already budgeted for that. When you do something like that, mm -hmm. you are just saying, you know, there's, there's really good in the world and pass it on, mm -hmm. you know? Because I know, I know there are Starbucks, it, it'll, it'll happen, it'll go around, they'll, they'll be like, it was like two hours, people go bing, 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 that's so wonderful. Because yeah. all those people went away going, ah, that was great. You know, mm -hmm. like a $5 coffee, because it is going to be a $5 coffee. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it expires so much, so many other things, oh, you yeah. know. Oh, yeah. Man, I I still owe one. I, I owe a pay it forward. Somebody bought my lunch the other day and I haven't been through a, a drive through since. So, and there was nobody behind me when they got mine. So I owe somebody yeah. out there, <laughs> but one day, one day, probably this week, yeah. actually. Um, I think it's really it's cool. Small, simple thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. And this uh, pre COVID I was headed to, um, I was headed to get lunch from work and I got stuck by a train and there was a guy walking and he walked up to my window and he goes, Hey man, he said, I just passed this really cute little girl playing in her yard. She walked up to me. She gave me a fist bump and she said, pass it on one human at a time. Oh, wow. I was like, dude, that's awesome. So yeah, pass that it on, pass it on, pass it. Just, you know, yeah. Make humanity yeah. great again. Yeah. Isn't that, 
I, I love I love that Eddie Ozark came up with that. I do. I mean, I I just it's one of my it ain't that's the whole world. It's the whole world. Mm-hmm. I, love, I wear my hat like all the time, and I live in Texas, so it's fun. Nice, <laughs> nice. <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, yeah. Just think one good deed from everybody in the world. That would be yeah. amazing. Yeah, and you know, like I said, it's it's. I, it, it's a small little bit of effort, but it's just so cool. Like I see it all the time. Like I see it all the time with with uh, with with people around. It's just, just a, it, it's an easy little thing to do, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I pass it on to my children. You know, my kids know things like that. My kids, their biggest thing is they'll run inside and they'll be like, "So and so doesn't have any snacks," and he's like, "Got a, a huge bag of snacks." I was like, "You're feeding the neighborhood, aren't you?" And he's like, "Yeah." Yes, I am. And then he runs out and, and you know, they're just like, uh, and then, then this is my favorite. Then I'll get a call from another an apartment complex. Then they're like, do you know there are bags all over? I was like, yeah, yeah, there's like five, ten children. They just, you know, their kids, they're going to leave it right there. So I come out and pick them all up. And that's his, he loves that. He likes getting snacks just the way because he knows all of his friends, what his friends like. And to me, that's, that's that same kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? I think it's it's such a cool thing. It's That's such a awesome. cool small little thing that people can do. And mm-hmm. you start with your kids. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Start with the young ones because they're the ones who are gonna pass it on when we're not here. <laughs> and yeah. uh and we want them to be doing that. Yeah. Like today we're actually doing a festival um down on our little square trying mm-hmm. to bring our town back to what it used to be and get more vendors and more people and all that stuff. And it's just, it's such a great turnout today already. We've been off there since about seven 30 this morning when it was 25 degrees. I could have stayed in bed Ooh. and stayed warm. <laughs> well, look, I live on, um, I, let me see. And I probably have it on Celsius because I was talking to someone from who they are. They always ask me. I love it. Whenever I talk to people from England or anything, they're like, what degree is it? <laughs> like, why? It's snowing. Like, my friends, uh, the, the, the Passmores, wonderful, amazing family uh, in England. They live in Swindon. I normally say Swindon, but I've been told it's wrong. Swindon. I like the Sean Connery Swindon. But anyway, (laughs) I digress. And it's snowing. It is snowing. Right here, it's 50 degrees, which is like, no, 57 degrees, which is like 14 Celsius. I'm trying to learn that. It's, it's, you got to really use your brain. Mm. I'm terrible at math. But 57 people like, oh, no, but uh, I live really close to Galveston. Like I live in between Galveston and Houston and oh. 57 is cold for us mm-hmm. unless it's February and we almost freeze to death. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're out there where it's like, oh, it's 57 degrees. We're going to freeze. And over here in Georgia, we're like 57. It's actually comfortable. We yeah, can hold, yeah, we can, yeah. we can handle that. It's when it starts to snow and gets to be like, you know, 12, then you see Georgia lock down and go, no, no, nothing else. <laughs> I lived up in Illinois during a winter. I spent a, a summer and a winter, like half a year in Illinois. That's where we found out my, my husband had cancer, so we had to leave. But I remember that 32 was swarm. You know what I mean? Like, you've been so cold, and then you're like, it's 32? It's nothing. 
<laughs> and then you get here and it, you, you, you know, you go right back to like, oh, it's awful. But because mm-hmm. and it was a different kind of cold. It was more of a dry cold, you know, yeah. but I can remember pumping gas. I was pregnant with my youngest. I was pumping gas and I had two kind of two sets of gloves on and my hand stopped moving. And I go, <laughs> I, mean, I was just like, I'm just looking at it like, hey, well, we said, turn it off. I was like, I can't turn it off. <laughs> Number three, the Fairgreen Band, don't give a damn.
Number 2. Faith Head, In Between
and just walk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like like uh, like I said, uh, when I go downtown, I, I used to work downtown in, in Houston. And yeah, like I would, for lunch, I didn't go anywhere. Well, there was no way. You know, I just walked all over. I loved it. That's probably one of the only places you can walk in Houston is downtown and or in the heights besides that there's not anywhere you can walk you know can't walk it's not a walking city which is okay because it's an industrial city that was one of the things i love so much about london my very last day i came out of um the hotel uh, uh the claremont and uh i i walked down chelsea and across the chelsea bridge came back you know i just knew how many hours i had and i just walked the hell out of it i just really enjoyed it you know Went over the tents, you know, just to say I went over the tents. <laughs> I came back, you know, I I, um, I could see the eye of London, but everybody was like, didn't you go there? I was like, no, I had other places I want to go. I knew I didn't want to go to any of the tourist places, really, which I say that, but I walked right past Buckingham Palace, but not on purpose. I came out of my hotel, took a right the first day I was able to, and uh, I ran right into Buckingham Palace. I was like, that is just insane. <laughs> I went into Green Park, another park, into the Hyde Park, and came out of the Hyde Park. And there's this beautiful structure while I was coming out of Hyde Park. And I walk around the structure, and there is the Royal Albert Hall. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Just amazing. And then on the other side of that, it's the Royal Academy of Music. And I was just, it was so great to just get out and walk and not have, and today we're going to see this. And if you look to your right here, I was like, no, I didn't want any of that. I just wanted to experience it because a lot of people, I think, uh, are afraid to. There's plenty of ways. Like, you know, when you're in trouble, you know, when you're doing something you shouldn't be doing like that. Don't go down an alley. Yep. One on one. Don't go down an alley. Yep. You know, uh, but everything else was really wonderful. I, I followed families like behind, you know, COVID, like, followed behind. You know, they knew where they were going. So I, I thought all kinds of different things. There were there were there were massive beautiful bronze statues there's one in particular that i saw it's something in energy i wish i could remember it but the 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 rider is barefoot and he's on top of uh, the horse and the horse is squared up and beautiful and you could see the just the majesty of it all and i was just like oh, i'd seen it in books i'd seen it on twitter i'd seen it you know it's like as you did it was just like you're there going wow <laughs> like, we don't have anything like this yeah exactly <laughs> we don't we don't have anything like this i mean you and i are from the south i'm actually from mississippi mm. so all of our beloved structures are based normally on the civil war you know mm -hmm. and uh so, so there's so such a completely different thing like i, I took my children to vicksburg uh last i took i take all of my children at different times to vicksburg but i took my oldest biologically and my, my my two my two youngest right i took them to vicksburg last year and you know that was such a, a interesting thing because every the, the the park actually happened to be enclosed but people were walking through it and we walked all through <laughs> vicksburg <laughs> the grass was like this tall and then all of a sudden the kids were like, well, I want to turn back. I was like, it's the same distance back it is this for, <laughs> you know, by that time we, <laughs> and then it just hit me because I'm from Natchez and that's where we were staying. And they were like, they had bear sightings in Natchez. And I'm like, I am such an idiot. I have my children out here walking in a state park 
<laughs> like nobody, you know, the people around us, like nobody's been here. Uh, wow. I was like, everybody get in the middle, get in the middle. They're like, why? I was like, get away from that. Get in the middle, get in the middle. <laughs> There's bears. <laughs> it was such a great experience though. I would never, I would, I don't regret it at all. It so great. We went to uh, um, the Illinois monument where you walk in, it's this beautiful dome. And we sang the Beatles. I've just seen a face. It was so cool. That's awesome. That's my favorite Beatles song. It was just wonderful. Uh, it's such a cool, interesting thing. But you have to get out and walk, people. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't want to get out and walk, but you miss so much riding in a car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the issues that uh, we've had downtown is everybody complains that there's no parking. And uh, we actually got somebody came by and did like a survey or whatever. And they said, no, you don't have a parking problem. You have a walking problem. He's like, everybody wants to drive and park right in front of where they're going. He's like, but you miss everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we've got a beautiful park. We've got a little one way strip and we're supposed to be getting an amphitheater. Hopefully soon. Oh, got- really? Yes. So when we get that yes. amphitheater, you're coming to play, right? Absolutely. I love yes. playing. Yeah. And, and, and amphitheater. I mean, like the Greeks, the, the idea of that, you know, all that sound does come down, go up and like, it's just, just awesome. Like, there's a, there's kind of one in, in, in Baytown, uh, which I lived quite a, quite a bit of my life, but walking is, it's just, I enjoy it so much like here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I live, I live in league city, but mm-hmm. where I live right, right next to the Marina and everything I can walk down, I can pretty much, I could literally shop if I wanted to, you know, like that, you know, I'll go and get 12 items and come back. I did that a couple of times just to see if I could. Um, But, you know, they've got sidewalks and things like that. Or if you're listening from another country, pavements. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, there's, I love going down to the Marina, just that this great place to walk because the water's there uh, and the sailboats and, you know, it's just such a beautiful setting. And, I enjoy that. I, I enjoy getting outside. And uh, whenever I'm in Mississippi, I make sure I get out and I walk through through Natchez and, you know, the downtown, things like that. And uh, whenever I'm in Houston, you know, I, I really I love uh, the heights in, in, in Houston. You know, there's lots of places that you can go, lots of different things. The parks are really wonderful. You know, I think every city probably has a place where you could go and experience it in that manner. Mm-hmm. I think we just fail to do so. Mm-hmm. We do. And I've got two bicycles that I keep in my studio. As soon as I get those fixed up, I'll be able to go pretty much anywhere in town. Oh, so. I, love, I love my bicycle. Her name is Sunny. I love her. <laughs> She's purple. She's an elite, which is a giant, you know, it's just such a cool bike. <laughs> And then, and then I want, you know what I really want, because I am a child at heart. I think most musicians are, I want like a BMX bike, but yes. you know, now we're a certain age, you can't get the kinds the kids have, but they make them like with the big wheels, but you still feel like you're in the movie rad. As long as I feel like I'm in the movie rad, you know, that's it. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> did you ever see that movie? I did. I did. Yep. <laughs> The mattress is like that's gonna keep you from breaking your neck. All right. <laughs> you go back and watch that as a parent. They're like, why are they dancing with bikes? That is so unsafe. What is 
<laughs> yep. Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's funny. But yeah, I I love the idea of black life. I think getting back to nature will do so much better. You know, mm-hmm. we'll do so oh. much better life getting back to nature. Definitely. Well, before I let you run, um, do you have any advice for any up and coming bands, artists trying to make their name in this wonderful business we call music? Yeah. Um, uh, you will never know if you don't reach out. Like, you'll never know. And it's really easy. They can tell you no, and then you move to the next person. Um, I, the, the best thing that I can tell you, and what I know, and this is the reason you and I know each other. Facebook is your family and your friends. Mm-hmm. Instagram is your family and your friends, friends, and probably some uh, superstars. Twitter is literally the world. Yep. If you find a way to get your own niche and don't worry about how many followers you have because people pay for followers. So that's not it. It's, it's the interaction that you get, you know, you're going somewhere, but uh, I, Use social media to your advantage because it's it's there. You know, when you play shows, go live. You're not asking for money. You're not doing this. You want people to see what you do. Go live. Web. Talk to your fans. If you put out music and somebody says, oh, I like it, go, you know, say a small, small little thank you very much. You have no idea who you're talking to. You just don't know. So um, that was my big thing is... And play as many live shows as you can. Recording is one thing, but there's a huge difference between a recording band and a live band. It, I mean, uh, especially in the 90s, you saw it t- happen time after time with certain bands that would be so great, you know, on the radio and they could not play live. I can think of a few in particular that I remember that you, that, that those were those moments, you know, uh, learn how to play live and learn if you are a singer, Learn how to take your songs and do it by yourself if need be. Not saying leave your band. Like I'm absolutely still a member of Red Iris, will always be. But I learn how to to be able to stand on your own if you need to, because this is a business and, and, and you need to be able to hone to your craft, work at it. If you are uh, a talented, you know, and, you know, you come by it by nature, whatever. One of the mm. coolest things I ever heard, I'm a really big fan of uh, Sarah McGinnis. She said, I think I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to screw it up, but uh, uh, 10% of it is ability and the rest you just work at. Yep. And that's true. You could be yeah. amazing. You still mm. have to work at it. Yep. You still have to work at it. And I think on top of that, if you are a lead singer, own it. Own it. Own yes. that stage. Yes. Because I can't yes. tell you how many shows I've been to where the lead singer stands and holds a microphone and that's all they do. They don't interact with the crowd. They just hold their microphone and it's like, dude, you're, oh, you're, your bass player is doing more than you are. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, you're right about that. I, that um, if you want, uh, here, here's one. You want a really good, flexible, fun, lightweight uh, uh, microphone stand. Take a boom mic. Take the top off of it. Pull it all the way up. It's light, like you can flip it with your hands. Just a small little thing. And just you moving that microphone stand. Thank you, Gene Velasquez. <laughs> to do it, you know, it's just amazing. You could still stand in one spot, but kick it here, kick it there, move it that. And people are focused on you. Yep. And what you said, own it, really own it. And there's a huge thing that we have as musicians. Most 
people, most musicians, we want to connect. Like we connect through heart and soul. Mm-hmm. You know, you have actors on the stage and you have comedians and they connect with your brain and everything, but we connect with your heart and soul. And it's such an interesting way to look at it. Uh, uh, you know, do connect with that person. They came to see you and to be moved by your music, whether yep. it's death metal or country music. Everybody there came because they want to be moved by what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So you're right. Own it. Own, own it. And don't exactly. be ashamed to own it. But sometimes right. you'll have band members who want to just, you know, they're the guitar player or the bass player or the drummer. And, you know, they let them have their time. But make sure that you you connect with your audience because we don't connect. What's the reason to be there? Yeah. And know where the edge of the stage is. Don't fall off. Right. That's <laughs> <an elf. laughs> Yeah, I'll do this with my foot. I'll like, I'll tap. Like, I, I make sure normally when I'm on stage, because they're I've been in the house, blue, I'm in quite a few places, White Oak. You know, when I'm when I was at the White Oak, I was definitely doing that with my foot. <laughs> Ta- walk, 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 toe, toe, heel when yep. you're on stage if you don't know what you're doing. Yep. That's a because you can feel it. Walk, toe, heel, especially if you're in Converse, like a lot of you are self-included <laughs> well when i play with red iris i have to wear uh boots they're like boots you gotta wear boots and they got it but still walk with your toe first because if your toe don't hit anything you can pop back on that heel and you'll save your life otherwise you were gone <laughs> yeah, exactly well thank you so much for sitting in on this interview this was fun no it was a blast and um usually we try to connect like probably six to eight months later and do a follow-up interview and we can look right at on. that. So that'll be like the summertime. Yeah. Summertime. Hopefully you'll be here in Atlanta and you can come in the studio. Oh yeah. With, like sometime I would absolutely be. I love to travel. I love to nope. travel. Awesome. Awesome. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much. And um, good luck with the gigs. Tag me, post them. I'll uh, retweet for you. Thank you. I absolutely will. Awesome. <laughs> well, you have a good rest of your day. You do the same. All right. Bye. Number one. Last demand. Demons out.
Dream is out! Dream is out! Dream is out!